listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk Journos edition, Danny Widler from Nine News. What have we got? I think we'll be talking about uh, an interesting ad that's uh, just mm. hit, I don't know if it's at the airwaves or the internet or something. Yes. Featuring a few journos. space. Okay. Michael Chambers from the Sydney Morning Herald. Any hair growth ads you can help me with? <laughs> you need it. Here we go. <laughs> Footy Talk, Journos edition. Great to be in a new studio here, Adam Peacock with Danny Widler and Michael Chamis. But uh, wow, this is this is impressive. Great for the audio listeners um, who not seeing this on social media or anything like that. But it's it's pretty schmick, isn't it, Danny? I like it a lot, and I like it because it's air conditioned to about seventeen degrees. That's my temperature whenever I go into a hotel room. I put it seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, I'm happy then. What a freak of nature. Jeez, I'm happy. Dan Murphy's fridge. Happy. I'm not looking forward to summer at all. I'll tell you why he's happy. Why? Hello, Michael Chambers. Hello, Michael Chambers. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Jumping this, the gun again. Look, look at this. Two cameras over here for Danny uh, Widler. <laughs> who would have thought two camera Dan over here? And you, who blew up when he learned there were two cameras on me? Chammy. <laughs> uh, Mate, honestly, honestly. Did you, I ask Can, can you explain, us, explain to us like the two cam- like the wide shot, the two camera? When did that start? Years ago. Did someone tell you or do you just no, like No, I, I don't like doing – I think I've Get talked about this before. I don't like doing a piece to camera. You know right. what that is, Chammy? I do. I think I know. Where you have to stand up and talk to the camera because I find it I, I find it weird and awkward and I don't like it. Plus, the back of my head is my best angle. So if he gets gold as well, he's in the shot. It's very and hard for another hard network for, to nick Correct. It. That's – that's it. Like yeah, we, we, bag, we, I look a lot of the comments. They're always bagging you. That's okay. It. People yeah, bag me about anything yeah. and everything. Easy so, target. So next time I do an interview, try and do a two – yeah, you, I've seen you do it already, Channel. Yeah, well, they told me do the Widler shot. Okay. There we go. <laughs> That's what it's called yeah, at Channel is. 1, is it? It is. And very soon it'll be the Chamis shot. <laughs> Incorrect. Hey, uh, is your hair's looking good today, Chammy. It's, oh, um, don't start. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've copped you, enough. How, how much stuff have you put in I've it? copped enough. You know what? I'm Monday night 100% footy. Mm. I, got, I copped it for comb over. All right? <laughs> and now I am thinning on said top. that to you? Oh, everyone. Everyone. I copped it. I copped it. From everyone. I got an email on Monday night whilst this lady was watching the show. I'm going to give her a shout out. Janine sent me a message. I'm going to read it to you. I don't know what people are doing. You know what? I respect it. Michael, what are you thinking? I'm sitting here watching Channel 9. Your comb over is ridiculous and embarrassing. Wow. You're going bald these days. It is beautiful. And I think you could be a hot, bald young man. <laughs> Please, mate, bite the bullet. Either do the Matty Johns thing and do the plugs or shave your head. Oh. I'm not being mean. I'm a mum of a boy your age. I'd be telling him the same thing. And yeah, he'd tell me to get stuff. Oh, well. Jamie, have you thought about the plugs? Where do you want to get the plugs from, mate? I don't know. Go to Turkey? Is that Sponsor? where we go? Yeah. Isn't that bad? Is it requiring oh, plugs? I don't notice it, but you do. Well, no, I, I, I did a different bad. style the other day. It wasn't. I think it's, okay, it's hanging in there. Maybe I shouldn't it's have right. it's smothered right. it over. How old are you? Yeah. I'm 35. You're going to be in trouble. Mm. Anyway, yeah. wear a hat. Yeah, wear a hat. Much easier. Well, I, easier. I, I, I've styled it today so people <laughs> out there like Janine can look at it and think, okay, maybe it, it isn't as bad as we think. Now, <laughs> before we get going, before we get going, quick one. Has Peter Volandi's been in touch this week? <laughs> uh, stitch up last week. Oh, that's brilliant. You know what? Go back and have a listen that, to it. If there was you a double. It. There was a double stitch up because you know why? I thought I was cool because I was on. I hosted Immortal Behaviour with Andrew Johns because Danica was absent, yeah. and I brought up the wild card, and Joey loved it. He yeah. said it on air. He loved it. I don't mind the idea. No, no, but hang on. So I'm watching footy on Friday night, late night. It was post match. <laughs> 
and Bracey turns to uh, to Cameron Smith and and Andrew Johns and talks about what they should do. Cam Smith said, no, the buy, yeah, maybe you have a buy. And then Joey said, well, on the award-winning Immortal Behaviour, Michael Chambers actually brought up the wild card weekend. And I actually thought, here we go. Yeah, I'm on He's going to back me. No, oh, I didn't swear. Okay. Did I swear? Yeah, he he let the first have, two yeah, letters yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go. <laughs> I didn't. Anyway, I'm excited, sitting there thinking, here we go. We're going to get some prime time for this concept. And he turns around and says, I don't like it. <laughs> so I send Bracey a text message. You say, mate, and I won't repeat exactly the words. I said, this is a stitch up. That's not what he said when we were on the show. So Bracey reads out the text while Andrew Jones oh. is on air. And he says, yeah, I said it to his face because I felt bad. <laughs> but it's, it's a terrible idea. You've had a great couple of days. <laughs> so Peter Valandis, Andrew Johns, I'll fight you in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on their side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Footy finals are here. That's the main thing we oh. want to talk about. I know this show doesn't really talk about the I actual what goes on. I haven't looked at the rundown on. yet. Okay. <laughs> the, right, yeah. Rundown. What's on the field. Yeah, but, first um, time I've seen it. Panthers chasing history. They're the favourites. They're the number one seeds, I'd say, if we're going to put it in a, a tennis frame. And, and Brisbane clear number two with maybe Melbourne just behind. But mm. um, they've got a bit going on. Have they parked the whole Jerome Luai situation for the month of September? Or oh. how are they how are they approaching that? Yeah, I think they ha- – well, now they have to get serious, the Panthers. And uh, we reported during the week that they had had a discussion with him. My understanding it was the conversation was when they played the Titans, they went up to the Gold Coast and had a bit of a – a camp before the finals and there was a conversation with the with Jerome an informal conversation just said look and I, and like you got to respect Penner for doing so because it's complicated the situation around Jerome with his management so they sat him down and said this is our salary cap situation mm. we can't get into a bidding war for you and at the moment as it stands with the with the players we have contracted for next year and beyond we can offer you something in the sevens now I, I think the figure was around 750 but it won't be above eight from where they are is right that, now. I think that's less than he's on now, isn't it? I think it's about what he's on now. I think it'll, right. I think it'll be a continuation of what he's on at the moment. Well, I think I think I think there's no way he can accept that. No way. It's it's way unders for Do him. Do you know that that's how he's feeling? No, I'm you're just, just I just judging it from outside. If I'm Jerome Luai and I'm thinking, okay, I'm t- mid twenties, hmm. got three kids at home. There's three kids. Yeah. Or, you know, you can't throw away a quarter of a million dollars a year hmm. at least. At least. Well, Gus on Monday night on 100% footy said he'd be getting north of a million a he year would. if he hit the open market. Yeah. I, I think he would. I think he's worth it. And I think he could be a seven to somebody um, willing to. I think he'd be a seven to the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. From, from And I think Canterbury are keen to distance themselves from this. And I think Cameron Seraldo doesn't want to be seen to be, and I believe him when he says he hasn't reached out to Jerome. But the, all, in all likelihood, I can see the Bulldogs. If Jerome Lewis says to the Panthers, I want to look around, mm. the Bulldogs mm. would be the front runners. For Jerome Lewis. Well, who else would chime Tigers. in? Tigers. They've just bought three halves of Tigers, though. Doesn't matter. I think Benji and Lewis, I've said on this podcast before, would be a great combination in terms mm. of having someone of his experience and showing an off-the-cuff style, but also apply that the other, the consistency other thing, to your game like Benji did towards the end of his career. Chami, there's half a dozen clubs now with halfbacks who are in the last year or two of their, their careers, you'd think. Yeah. Old halfbacks. And so, Lewis probably not even in the prime yet. Nah. And all of a sudden, there's not, a superstar, is there? There's, there's not a, no. an obvious superstar. Do you think Penrith handled it the right way? Uh, well, I, I personally, I would have signed Jerome before Dylan Edwards. Well, they went to Jerome though. They went to Jerome during the year to see what's going on. Like, mm. can we sit down and have a chat with you? And Jerome was in the middle of a, a management squabble and decided that he didn't want to talk. So I, it wasn't I, I don't, ideal I don't to think. Talk, yeah. yeah, I don't think Jerome was in a rush, and Penrith couldn't do anything anyway. Did you hear a rumor? I don't know if it was put out on purpose or not that Jerome knocked back nine hundred from Penrith. Yeah. I think I went around a little while ago. If that's true, 
than people at Penrith align on me and I'd be just No, I don't, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he has. I don't mm. think he's been given an offer. I think the only conversation he's had with Penrith has been an informal conversation around what they can mm. afford to pay him when they sit down to chat. Mm. With Jerome, I, I think earlier in the year I said this and I don't know the landscape of their New South Wales Cup team and, and below that, but with the Dylan Edwards, Jerome Luai, look, for all intents and purposes, they're going to struggle to upgrade both and keep both. Mm. And that's how it's turned out if everything here is to be believed. So then it goes back on, okay, well, if we get, let one go, what have we got coming through that's they, going to plug that gap the best? They Maybe maybe they've got some good halves coming through. Maybe they've got yeah. some good halves and they don't have that Dylan Edwards type immediately yeah. ready. Like he's very important though, isn't he, Dylan Edwards? I'm not Huge. discounting him at all, but I, personally I think halves are harder to find than fullbacks. It's probably because they have so much money invested in Nathan where they – and Nathan is so dominant that they can actually get a young kid or, or, or a seasoned player who's not on a lot of money, like a Jack Cogger or a Sean O'Sullivan or someone of that nature to bring in. Now, they're bringing in Brad Schneider next year. To, he's signed a two-year deal. They're also bringing in Dane Laurie. Who, Penrith. If anyone's, yeah. Yeah, anyone's going to be able to shine, it's outside, it's outside Nathan Cleary. And as important as Jerome Luai, he is to that football team, I don't think he's irreplaceable. Mm. It's a big decision for Penrith. Mm. And, in many ways, it I wouldn't say it mirrors exactly what happened with Adam Reynolds and South. But do you look now with South? Do you reckon they're having their postseason review for the second year in a row? And especially now that Brisbane are on the cusp of making a, having a home prelim final, that the sellers' regret is still there with South and Reynolds. Have you heard anything along those lines? Are they completely happy? happy no, with- they they'll never admit. No, they'll right. never admit. That they were wrong on this. Even if never, they know they're wrong, never they won't admit, admit They will not admit they were wrong on it. They just won't because they had the chance to somehow squeeze. They could have squeezed Reynolds in if they really wanted to. Mm. But they figured that, I think they figured that he was towards the end of his career. Uh, and they probably thought that they couldn't get enough out of him and they had a good young half in Lachlan Elias coming through. It's turned out to be an absolute masterstroke for Brisbane. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. And he's going for longer. Mm. Uh, I, I caught up with Adam, um, at the, on Monday, I think it was a captain's launch, uh, for the NRL. And he, he's, he's got this real confidence about him that he didn't even have at South Sydney. He's got, a, mm. it's like he's embraced being a superstar of the game. And I, I feel like getting out of Sydney was good for him. Mm-hmm. It's been a fantastic move for him. He's, he's the biggest star. And, um, I mean, I guess they got Reese Walsh, but He's he's the dominant figure in mm. the Broncos side. Were you at that uh, launch, or you didn't go to that launch? Chabby doesn't go to things like that. No, no, I was, that's I was, why I asked. I was you preparing we for hundred percent footy on Monday. And what? You're in the show. Twelve hours later, Mate, it's a long show. Doing your hair. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And you know what? The South I City... can't stop staring at your hair now, Chabby. <laughs> Is it bad? No, I, I, I actually quite like it. Just. You know, hey, you be you, all right? Well, I, I've I quite like it. Stay there. Don't listen to Janine on Janine's your email. Got me, got How did she get your email address? I don't by know. Way. It was like ten thirty at night as well. I read it to my wife. She was like, "Seriously, people send those emails? Strange women." I replied sending your to emails. Janine. I, I've, I've never replied. noticed a thing with your hair, Chammy. Okay. It's never been an issue for me. Well, it is now. Adam, a lot, a lot of other things. Are. Back to him. Are you hearing anything out of uh, South? That they, well, to be fair, like Danny said earlier, South won't admit they were wrong, but I'm going to admit I was wrong because I. A lot of the drama around the Adam Reynolds negotiations at the time ended up becoming personal over a story I wrote that South Sydney were concerned about his body mm. and well, his, his back, wasn't his it? His back. Yeah. I wrote the story at the time, having spoken to people at the club. Now, they saw it. I think the Reynolds camp saw that as a, yeah, a stab in the back from South Sydney. Um, and was I, it? 
I think that was part of their concerns. It's not a, the reason they well, didn't did want he have to sign an issue him because he had hamstring issues. There, was, there were he? issues for him missing game, missing training sessions. That he was, but he's proven that he like he's missed quite a, a number of games at Brisbane, but he hasn't missed large chunks of the season. And I think they've nursed him through. Mm. Yeah, I think he rest, was rested towards the end of the year because he could have played, but the best thing was for him to rest. Now, I think it got a little bit too personal with Adam Reynolds at the end because South Sydney tried to justify their decision. I think they got it wrong in hindsight, but at the time I did say it's time to move on from Adam Reynolds. And Hard to let go a, a guy who's been a club legend, isn't it? It's such a it's such a big call. Yeah, um, it never ends well. Such a team. big call. And, it never ends well. And the guy who took you to your first comp in what forty three years. Well, I think similar it was. What happened with with Robbie, I guess to a certain degree at the West Tigers, right? A guy who was part of that yeah. premiership winning mm. team, and you start to think he's on a lot of money. He's aging. Do we move him on? And it never ends well because. There's so much connection to the the club and Adam Reynolds as well. I, d I don't think the Adam Reynolds situation got anywhere near as ugly as Robbie Farah's exit from well, it's hard the West Tigers, but because it loops into the Luai thing about that theory of what what's coming through, and they obviously saw Ilias coming through. Now I liken the Adam Reynolds situation. Like, would Manly let Daly Cherry Evans go? He was just named their Player of the Year, but it all depends on what's coming through. If they've got a, a red hot seven coming through, well, they let Kieran Foran go for sure. That's similar. Well, yeah, exactly. So it, it's that tricky balance that clubs mm. retrospectively look back on and go, oh, we had to make a decision at the time. Mm. And I get where Souths are coming from, but... You have to wonder whether there's anything else at play with Reynolds. Why they let him go. In, in I, what regard? Oh, well, his body and things like that. Body, off-field. Uh, off you you yeah. wonder whether there's... You wonder whether there's stuff that Michael and I might not know that played a part in their decision. They made other other decisions at the time that left like that they've since even moved on from. Like they they prioritized Liam Knight. They re-signed Liam Knight at the time. He's not even at the club anymore. Like they could have found ways to keep Adam Reynolds if they really wanted to, but they they didn't really want to. No, they didn't really want to. More signing news is is uh are the Flanagans joining up in the yes. St. George area and training at Cogra next year. I mm -hmm. rang the Dragons about this probably three months, I can't remember, two or three months ago. They said, no way is Kyle Flanagan on the radar. <laughs> well, he wasn't. <laughs> I, that's what they said to me yesterday. I said, okay, because I heard he was. No, no, wasn't. I uh, rang them yesterday. Oh, he's on the yes, he is on the radar. And uh, they will <laughs> announce. talked him around, huh? Yeah. They will announce it pretty soon, probably, maybe even today. Look, it's – Kyle Flanagan is not going to turn the Dragons around. No. Um, but he might be a handy backup. And he had a very rough time with the Bulldogs. It didn't work at all. Uh, his time with the Roosters had moments of good displays, but again, was let go. He could have gone to England. Kyle could mm. have gone to England and done a, a Jackson Hastings style revival of his career. He was offered really good money. He was on good money, the Bulldogs. I, I'd like to know what he signed for with mm. the Dragons. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. As a Dragons fan, it doesn't bother me that we're signing Kyle Flanagan. I don't think he's the answer to the problems, but I don't mind it as a backup, 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 depending on what we paid for him. Or what they paid for him. So I don't think, like, Canterbury were trying to move him on last year, I think it well, was. Well, he's on 600000 at Canterbury. Yeah, and That's they couldn't incredible. get it. They couldn't get a taker. Mm. And they were willing to chip in a lot. So hopefully he's got a reasonable salary. Mm. And hopefully it works out for him under his dad. I mean, we've seen father-son combinations work beautifully elsewhere. It's not Ivan Nathan by any stretch. It's closer to Brad and Jake Arthur than it is Ivan and Nathan. Yes. And we know that didn't work out for poor Jake. I felt really sorry for him for the way he was treated by some of those Parramatta fans. Mm. And he showed on the weekend. He was yeah, being, he was good. He was Manly's best player against he was the Tigers good. on the mm. weekend. And I was interested. I was sitting there sideline for Triple M. Cherry was just letting him run the show. Yeah. 
Mate, I, I think if Kyle Flanagan can can offer some sort of back up there and put pressure on Junior Ramon, then that's okay. That's that's fine. But I, if you pick him round one, you don't pick him own, then he's going to be in. He's going to have. I was going to say, you and your dragons, mates, who don't mind holding an opinion oh, inside. God. Are you just going to give it to this kid? No. First mistake. I, it's think, I think he's a good dad's kid. Dad's choice, or I think he's a good kid. I, I actually, from my dealings with Kyle over the years, he's always been respectful. He's I've never had a drama with, with him. Yeah. yeah. And. He's a fringe first grader. That's what he is. And he's been given a job at the Dragons as a fringe first grader. But he came up as a superstar. Like he was going to be he's a superstar. I know, but he was going to be, wasn't yeah, he? Well, he? he was supposed mm. to be, yeah. Mm. Can we just clear up as well? What is happening with like those headlines about, oh, St. George Flanagan's going to move them back to Sydney. But then I read the story and it was, oh, no, they're going to train once at Cogra each Friday, but they're still going to base themselves in Wollongong. Yeah, well, they're, yeah that's they're not the moving guy. out of Wollongong. They've got they're so not- much money tied in with the government at their new base at the University of Wollongong there. So they're going to be based most of the time out of Wollongong. But I think the story from Michael Cariana said that at least one day a week to bring that St. George element, that connection with St. George back, they're going to pl- train once a week there. Maybe the Sydney guys can go and do rehab or recovery there yes, as yeah. well. So Does that split the group up even more or not? <sighs> yes. I know the Northern Eagles story pretty mm. well. Mm. And they said the problem with that was that we were never really – as one, I because the group is we split had... anyway, though, don't you think? It, it like the guys who live in Sydney hang out together, and the guys who live in Wollongong hang out together. Whether you train in Wollongong mm. or Sydney, I don't think it matters too much. I, I think it's divided by where they live anyway. Like they they road trip together, the guys from mm. Sydney to Wollongong. I think there've been previous years where they get they in a little minivan yeah, or yeah. bus or something. So it's going to be divided anyway. Unfortunately, mm. when when there's such a, a huge geographical difference between the two locations, which the club is based in, and Sometimes it's a deterrent being based in Sydney. You can get players to come and live in Wollongong on the beach and it can work the other way. People don't want to live in Wollongong. So at least the club's got the best of both worlds at the moment. It's not like the Tigers where who are really just pretty much abandoned Campbelltown as a training location. They use it for juniors and their pathway system, but Concord's their home. Jamie, are you you pumped for the Dragons for next year? Ah, no. I I don't think next year. Short answer. No. Fans aren't pumped. Well, haven't been pumped since 2010. If I was a Tigers fan, I'd be more excited than a Dragons fan. Mm. You know why though? Because I actually think the Tigers are building to something, whereas the Dragons, their roster isn't that bad. We've just been hopeless. They've just had a, <laughs> they've just had a premiership winning coach. Yeah, I think Flanagan will improve the roster, uh, improve the, the quality of the performances. Well, he's I made think, a big signing. He's got Kyle. Yeah, I think to be to be fair to the Dragons, I think Anthony Griffin blunted the team. I think he took any spark that we had in that roster out of them by the style of football he wanted to play did not suit the likes of Zach Lomax. Zach Lomax has been a lot, a lot better since mm. Anthony Griffin walked out the door. And as much as Ben Hunt loves him, I don't think Ben Hunt, Ben Hunt's been lauded for what he's done for that team, but he's been a standout playing the style of football that Anthony Griffin wants to play. It doesn't mean it suited the other players. Yeah. It hasn't suited them at all. And the guys like Sloan and Amon, hopefully Kyle, uh, Shane can get the best out of him and they play football we can actually be excited about like your mate Ange and, and Tottenham. You know, at least, at least there's some sparking what they're doing. Well, Jamie, did, did you hear they did a roll call at the presentation night to make sure everyone was there? <laughs> did they? Did so. everyone rock up this time? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. That's a good idea. We're going to take a quick break on uh, Journo's edition of Footy Talk. <laughs> Gents, on the rundown here, we've got the Sportsbet Juno ad. So, if you're listening to this, it's just come out. There's an ad going around and it's online only. I don't think it's going to make... Uh, like on your televisions when you're watching a game. Straight to DVDs. But it's basically a skit with (laughs) – straight to DVD. Uh, Skit with James Super, Phil Rothfield's in it, Den and Kemp I noticed in there. Was there anyone else I've missed? I didn't look at that closely. A couple of other luminaries. Sports bet, it's basically journos going to the judiciary. Little skit, bit of fun. 
blah, blah, blah. Advertising support. Dan Ganane's on it as well. Triple M's very own. What do we think of this, guys, that uh, Journo's appearing in, in betting ads? I've got to declare I was asked to do it. My work said no. Hang on. So your work said no. You wanted work, to do I, it. I said to them, can I do this sort of thing? They said, no, not for mm. you. Fair enough. Move on. Okay. Um, I but didn't, you didn't, I didn't turn it down it. yourself. I asked him, can I do this sort of thing? And he wouldn't turn it down. There was, Look, there was how pretty, much was involved? There was pretty good money involved. Yeah. 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 I don't know if the other people got offered the same amount that I was offered, but it was, yeah, it was, I would assume they would have got that. Apparently, the, the clause in there, there weren't enough cameras for Danny to do actually part in it. <laughs> Couldn't have two cameras. <sighs> Couldn't Shammy. have two wide shots. <laughs> anyway, I, was, I heard they wanted to actually just do the ad. The, the original script was actually Danny Widler and Phil Rothfield playing run at me's out the front of the NRL <laughs> building. That was the script. That was it. Just the two minutes of those two playing run at me's on the road. Free. <laughs> and drive right. <revenue. laughs> no, one day. One day that'll happen. Hopefully in this room. I've done that before. <laughs> well, okay. Play run at me's. Yeah, run at me. My brother was the New South Wales rugby. Uh, media manager of the Blues one year and Brett and Josh Morrison they were encouraging me to do run at me in, the, in one of the hotel conference rooms there and I let the cameras out and I smashed my brother actually right in front of oh, them oh not with the Morris twins no nah, well no. they were filming I was going to say I asked yeah. them to delete it after I don't think they did Chammy they asked you to do the ad no no I'm not as mate please I'm so great what I do know is that they've probably locked themselves into a little spot on Media Watch on Monday night well, with an I, ad like this because the, the AFL did a version yeah, of this yeah you know that, more than I would about this I mean I think they um, they did an ad last year was it or the AFL guys yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it was last year or the year before and it ended up Media Watch yeah I didn't like see his... any of that I don't I don't watch Media Watch but see here's the, the God honest truth for, for listeners out there about the gambling industry and the media these days they're that intertwined like you guys wouldn't be writing in a hard copy paper if it wasn't for two people or two groups the gambling industry mm. and also a dude called Jerry Harvey who just takes out all the ads at the front of the paper. Yeah, and you, it's, yeah. so we've that, lost our back page, yeah. Otherwise, everything would be digital. So you look at the way the um, gambling uh, industry supports, you know, Triple M. They've got spots, mm. advertising spots. They've got spots on television as well. Now, these are going to be chipped back. The government wants is going hard at chipping these back. So these companies are looking at ways to do content to advertise as opposed to just, oh, here are the odds for the game that's coming up in 10 minutes' time. That's going to be banned soon. It's going the way of cigarette packets and it's going the way of alcohol advertising before 8.30. So they're almost one and the same. Not one and the same. There is a distinction. But I can't quite see the uproar with something like this. Well, I'm not a punter. I, I yeah. don't, so I don't, I don't think about gambling at all. Uh, I don't. It doesn't play any part in my life. Mm. I guess the uproar is maybe related to people with an issue with gambling. I mean, am I, yeah. am I totally wrong on this? But, well, oh, yeah. yeah, but also young kids. Like the other, when I was, I remember my son was four years old and he said to me, Dad, what's the same game multi? Like, well, yeah, you bad, hear it, it that many yeah. times on TV yeah. while they if they're footy lovers, you can't in, help but for them to be exposed to that sort of mm. stuff. So there are, there is an element to kids then thinking, okay, what is going on? And yeah, then they that's just another thing you need and, to be close to your kids about. Same as alcohol, same as vaping, same as smoking yeah. and things like that. It's just mm. don't don't do it. Stay in control if you want to do it. Mm. Yeah. But the problem is that the people who can't stay in control. Yeah, that's, which that's is the only thing I can think about where it's, where it's an issue. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't have a – I've never gambled. I'm not interested in it. But there are – I know people who gambling has had a big impact on their lives. Yeah. So and I guess that's maybe why – like, for instance, my work said, no way can you be involved. I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know. I've got no idea. I haven't thought about it. Um, but but is just, that fair enough that it, then you're writing for a paper that underneath your column sometimes is a gambling advertisement? No, I don't. I don't have 
as I said, I don't put the ad there. Yep. Uh, what I was the reason you weren't allowed to do it? You know? They didn't give me a reason. They said, no, they just said, no, not for you. I've been told that before for yeah, you can't, well. you can't do like, stuff. Yeah. Can't do it. I was like, oh. Maybe it's, maybe it's a company policy. I've got no idea, Chammy. Well, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the worst thing in the world because I, I actually do gamble, mm. but I can stay in control. Mm. Yeah. And I get that people can't. And that's where this is what this whole advertising before 8 p.m. or around live games is about. It's for people who can't. It's it's front and center everywhere. So I do think it's going is to be it, Is it back. true the AFL, in, in the AFL, that the journos actually can't bet on no idea. AFL? Yeah, well, you shouldn't, with your accreditation, you shouldn't be able to no, bet on No, if you're an NRL employee, then oh, you really? can't. But if, there's no rules around rugby league media. I know there's obviously players and officials can't bet on rugby league, mm. um, but I was wondering, because the NRL have been pretty firm over the years with stopping coaches or players having any association with betting companies. I think people have turned down jobs that they've had because Laurie they Daly have, yeah, was with, offered the assistant job at Manly, Manly wasn't it? Yep. something. He was offered a general manager's role. Or, yeah, they, they say he was not allowed to do it because he worked for the tab. Yeah. Well, he actually, he works, well, at that point, I think he was hosting a breakfast radio show that mm. it's um, Sky Sports Radio. Oh, I guess. You're the one that's on it sometimes. Yeah, I'm yeah. on that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what's the, yeah, you're on that what's show? What's that show? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. You're on Sorry. it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Did you see the level of arrogance? It's time for his lunchtime with? nap because it's 10.30. Well, I've been, been up since 2 a.m. <laughs> Why? I just want to wake up. 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yes. What time did you go to bed? I, I walked my poor dog at about 4 a.m. this morning. <laughs> poor dog's like, she doesn't like it. I have to wake her up. What time did you go to bed? Doing? I can't remember. Birds aren't even awake. Are you that guy that sleeps on the lounge? Like no, 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 no. I think I went to bed about 10, 9.30, 10. Anyway, getting... back to this. So Benji Marshall is some, is he? Trots or something? Yeah, or... he's advertising. So I, I, know, I think lot, it's all pretty blurry about all of this. And I think, uh, is it going to happen that pretty soon you're not going to be allowed to advertise during games? Or yeah, I, I, yeah, that's what they want to. Yeah, I'm not before, I all, think but... there is a window. There's a clear distinction. There's rules that were brought in about five years ago, and I think it's going to go further than that mm. as well. So, which is my point, you're going to see more of things like this because right. the betting companies are going to do content, not so much just flat out have your same game multi type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Gamble responsibly. Gamble, yes, absolutely. Gamble responsibly. Just, you know, if you enjoy it, enjoy it to a point. Like Michael with his hair mousse. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the teams that uh, haven't gone so well this year. Um, got something here from James Magnuson about th this whole bulldog situation mm. and the player who still has not been named, uh, the wrestling drama. This was James Magnuson on SEN Radio about breaking the story about this player who took a break due to mental health concerns. Guess what the worst headspace he would have been in this whole time? When that story was released about this player... And we all know who that player is now. It's all over the internet who that player is. His cards are probably marked from being signed by another rugby league team because this story came out. Buzz is sitting there saying, the Bulldogs need to care more about players' mental welfare. When you release that article, you did so much worse for this guy's mental health than anything that happened at the Bulldogs because he would now be in the darkest space that he's been in this whole time because the whole rugby league world and community is talking about him. What do we think, gents? Strong words from um, a very high-profile former athlete, isn't it? Mm. And it makes you think about your role in the media and the impact it has on people's mental health. And it's something that I know I deal with um, in terms of athletes and stories you've got. And sometimes they say to you, well, I'm in a bad place. Don't write it. Mm. Um, so I think... Do you respect that? I think and, uh, you have to respect it. Mm. Where Where it's difficult is... If you 
do you know their situation? Do you mm. know what's wrong? Uh, is it is it something that's I'm not saying in in this case is it something that's convenient? Um, are people using this as an excuse of sorts? Um, but James's words are very interesting. That the the impact that he thinks that the media has had in this situation on on the young man involved, um, Chami, I know that something you'd have to consider when you're writing as well. well this cause... story in particular, because I actually, um, so Reedy, Brent Reed and, and Buzz broke the story and then my work called me and said, well, what's going on here? Can you find out who this player is and what the go is? And made the calls and we, and we filed a story that night with a, with a bit of detail around what was going on. We didn't name, and I was sort of thinking at the time, well, it won't take long because, before everyone works it out. We don't name him, but any, this notion of trying to protect him for the sake of, as James Magnuson said, protecting him so he can get another contract. Mate, every single club in the NRL knows who this kid is. Yes. Well, that that is irrelevant. A perspective club, like take away social media, wouldn't a perspective club that might be looking at that player then call the Bulldogs or know someone at the Bulldogs mm. to say, oh, yes, was this him? Yeah. yeah. It, it'd be they out would, before it would, it's yeah. Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's already out. Look, it's happened. To, like, I remember at the start of the year, I the Roosters about Angus Crichton and it's been well documented the troubles that he went through. Mm. This is before it came out. And if, I think a lot of you guys were on holidays. Journos were on holidays. So You guys. Yeah, a lot of you guys. A lot of the good, oh, what I was saying by you guys, the good journos. Oh, so us, us big guys. You guys. Were, hanging around trying to get stories. And I rang the Roosters. Hey, and, you guys. <laughs> sorry. And they begged, they begged for me not to run the story. I actually, I think one of the staff members, they read out an, an email from a doctor about what how detrimental it'll be for this story to get out. Mm. Yeah. So didn't run it. And it came out a couple of days later anyway. And there was, it actually there was another one that hasn't come out about a staff member at a club who was moved on for leaking private information. And I was going to write the story because it, it, this would have been a, a decent name. And I, before I published the story, I spoke to the, the the former staff member at that club who said, basically said, mate, if you publish this, I don't know what I would do. Mm. Happens. Yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff happens. It, it's going to destroy my life. And, and you, I, I, I find myself just backing off. Yeah, so at the start idea. of your career, you've been in this game for as much time yeah. as both of us together. Yeah. Um, would you have had these considerations? No. Well, at all? I don't think we would have had the conversations because when did pe it twist? People didn't talk about mental health back, yeah. back then. You yeah. know that. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's. I think since it became a more accepted might be the wrong word, but more talked about mm. matter in society, exposed. Yeah. Um, that people are more yeah. able to say things like that, and I, I remember when I started. Um, if a player was seeing a counsellor, um, that was a story. Like that was yeah. like a, you know, that, oh, hang on. He's, he's in having some issues. He's gone to, that was a yarn. Yeah. Not a comfortable yarn you'd write, but it was mm. a yarn that he was seeking help. And it, as long as a player was happy to say it, mm. I think nowadays uh, more that players than not would be getting help and good on them. The, the, the disappointing thing though, isn't it? And I think this doesn't do anyone any favours. There are people taking advantage of playing the mental health card though. That's what I was getting at before, whether it suddenly comes up in a, in a conversation because or whether, whether it's thrown at you. If you play the mental health you. card, it means no one's going to, you'll be an absolute tool then to, to run a story when you know, when someone has said to you, mate, this is going to be. But how on earth do you decipher when they're playing it? Well, you don't. You can't. Really, you, you can't. can't. Which, like is why it's a, which is why people play that card. Because if you then go and write a story when you've begged them and said that, you know, my life will, you know, I'm going to consider what I'll do with my life if you write this story. 
Have you who are you to then, to, then to run the story and say he's lying to me? But you can, it's happening more and more. Yeah. And I, I, I and agree with you. I don't like agreeing with you, but unfortunately it is used <laughs> yeah, as an excuse. It is. Have it you is. ever had a situation where you've asked, you've been asked not to, and then you've since found out, oh, he's, he or she or whoever has played that card and they've played you? Um, no, no, but. Uh, no, not really, to be honest with you. No, not yeah. that I've been played, but I sort of, sometimes I think we get it just because people are being criticized and are under the pump. I think then people around that player will turn around and say that, you know, what about his mental health? I think there's a difference between someone suffering from depression and someone under the pump. Yep. And I think that at but the start got to, of the you don't, year, we don't know the situations, Chammy. Like a lot no, of, of course. we don't know. And there's a That's way. That's why of, you err on the side of caution, right? But you can also ring a club or a, someone who knows him and say, well, listen, is this fair income? Is he actually struggling? I think we're, I think we're on the footy show at the start of the year. Gus Wallen was on there, obviously a huge advocate, advocate for mental health with what he does with the program that he runs. And I think they were talking about Mitchell Moses and, you know, and he said, consider Mitchell's well-being because of you know, all the scrutiny. That rumor that came out. No, no, just the contract, was just how much one? pressure he was on, how much pressure was he was on. before Jimmy Graham went nuts at, <laughs> at you <laughs> earlier in the year? That's but, what the the still leading, not go I think, but blow-ups. The, the, the thing with that is, like, if a guy's going to draw out contract negotiations for six months, your team's going to lose in that period, which they did at the time, it comes with the territory. I, I, I just, just because you're under pressure sometimes, it doesn't mean... I, I, yeah, I, I, I find that sometimes scrutiny can then be turned into someone having a personal attack. Which I is found it case. really interesting um, when I think it was um, whatever night it was on 360 and, and um, Buzz was having a blue with James Graham. Mm. And James Graham said, look, I suffer from mental health mm. and I don't want people, I don't want to use it as an excuse. Mm. I was like, that's that's admirable right there. That's, mm. that's some courage and that's, you know, to A – come out and openly talk about it. Yep. Um, I think it encourages other people to talk about it and B to say that, you know, don't feel, don't feel like, you know, you have to treat me any differently because mm. I don't want to be treated differently. And that's, that is a, a moment where I went, okay, wow, that's, that's some courage. And that's, that gives you credibility. This whole notion around, oh, they tried to break him. They did something wrong. The whole premise of like professional sport is getting people to go to breaking point, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, and, and then seeing how they react when they are at breaking point. Players go and clubs take them to do army camps, do far worse than what was exposed to this. This player was exposed to doing a wrestling session for three and Absolutely. a half minutes. And, and the thing is, as I think James Graham said, or I can't remember who it was, rugby league's not for everyone. And if you can't handle it, that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you're not going to probably make it in that sport. Hmm. And Well, James Graham put it perfectly when he said about the, the set of six on the line and then the repeat set comes. And then you finally get the ball back and the winger drops the ball mm. and then you're back defending your line. Yeah. And then you're doing it four or five times. Your lungs are exploding, this, that, and the other. You're going to a physical place where you don't ordinarily and go. The, and Adam, the, the good teams are doing that at training every day. Mm. They're busting themselves. They're, you know, they're, they're pushing themselves to the point of extreme exhaustion. And um, that's how you become a good team. And I, that's why I, I don't understand a lot of the commentary around this story, uh, former players are all saying, well, good on Canterbury and they're doing the right so thing. Tricky. I've seen vision of Nathan Cleary and Jerome Law belting the crap out of each other with boxing gloves. Yeah. yeah. Belting the that, crap yeah. out of each other yeah. in in the name of preseason 
Yeah. Camaraderie, eh? And, and obviously to take them to that point where we spoke about, mm. taking the breaking point, make them feel uncomfortable, get them into places that they don't get themselves into often and see how they react. Just giving us an idea for how we're going to prepare for this next season. You two. <laughs> Undercard. In, in this room. Can we fight in Vegas, Danny? <laughs> Are you going? I don't know. I don't know if I'm going. Well, if, if we're fighting as the undercard, we can make sure we get on that ticket. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll ask Peter Volandis to promote it. <laughs> this is going to be a final item this week, actually. On that, how do you approach your boss about Vegas? Do you put it in now or do you put it in December? I mean, it's probably too late. Seeds by the have already February. been planted, baby. The seeds <laughs> have already been planted. How are you approaching this? Uh, Chammy will be going for sure. Like every no, journo, every rugby team. league journo is frothing at the – Thought well, of going over. You know for this. what? I, I reckon we might have a little choice because there's a people are fighting to go to the Olympics in Paris mm, mm. at the Nine oh. Network, given we're the rights holders for the next ten years. Do people know how hard it is to work on an Olympic game? Uh, well, I, know, I know that sounds ridiculous. It's hard, but you do not. I did Rio. See anything? You did Rio too, didn't you? Uh, I did that one, but from back here. But oh, I've done six mate. of them. I went over and, there. Uh, I, I'm, I, if they said to me, you have a choice between Vegas. And Rio, uh, Vegas and Paris, the Olympics. All the, I reckon I'm going to say Vegas. Well, hang on, you can't go anywhere. Why? Because every time you go somewhere, you get sick. <laughs> we don't see you for eight months afterwards. Well, yeah, because people are out to get. How me. are you going to get your travel insurance? <laughs> yeah, you are a high risk traveler. Yeah, yeah. Well, your premium is going to be through the roof. Listen, I think, I Danny, I think there's Manchester. an opportunity no, right. here for you. Penrith's right. beautiful in March, February, whenever <laughs> it's going to be. You just enjoy that. Yeah. Well, Oi, I think, have I, you got your, your mansion? Have you got your passport out? I've got my, I've got a passport ready to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you, have you put the. I haven't put anything. Seed in. Okay. To be honest with you. You'd be boring to travel with. I, I, I've <laughs> done it with you before and you are terrible. Look, hopeless to be with. Vegas, you know why? Vegas is wasted on me. Yeah. I don't, I don't Vegas drink. Anywhere I don't gamble. I don't really go out. Yeah, um, you're better off taking a monk there. I've, I've gone to Vegas a few <laughs> times uh, and enjoyed the shows and. Uh, know, what shop, shows? What shopping. shows? The shows are good. Like uh, I saw O, uh, which is a Cirque du Soleil on water. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I went O at a couple of shows over there as well. But there was a couple <laughs> Can we take you to go get hypnotized? Because I reckon, I reckon the truth would come out if you're hypnotized. <laughs> hey, my, my father was a psychiatrist. Was he? Yeah. It says it all. It does. <laughs> it does. Charlie, just a quick one, producer Charlie, just give us a quick Thumbs up or thumbs down the possibility of this podcast going to Vegas next year. Oh. <laughs> thumbs down. Thumbs oh, well. down. <laughs> oh, well. I want to go to Augusta again. You don't even play golf. I used to. Yeah. But I don't gamble, so, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I figured you out. Anything with the word Gus in it, you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny from you. Uh, we're going to end on that. Uh, gentlemen, enjoy the first week of the finals. The footy should be great. We brush the Tigers. Yeah, next okay. time. Sick of them. Okay. Tigers. Yeah. Over Let's it. talk Tigers. What? <laughs> no, let's not you? talk Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about them every episode. Can I ask you something? Yes, quick. He just, you're, he, you're, he just asked you something. <laughs> you're the News Corp network guy. Can you, Hoops keeps calling Justin Pascoe the Paddle Pop CEO. I want to know what that means. I don't know what that means. I do like Paddle Pops. Yeah, but what does it mean? I want to know. I actually want to laugh at what it means, but I don't know what it means. Melts in heat. Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay. That could be. I thought it was maybe his moustache, scruffiness. Oh, I don't know. Paddle Pops great. That's us. See you guys.